0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Monday, March 25th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee. What's good, Greg? Video games, Andrea, and the fact that you're finally back.
1: I know. You had such an amazing lineup of guests last week, though.
0: Thank you. I think that Tim Geddes really has a future in this business. You
1: know, he's got some potential. Yeah,
0: yeah. How was your GDC?
1: (laughs) It was fantastic. It was a very busy week filled with playing lots of amazing games, some of which I can talk about this week, some of which I talked about last week. And, of course, we finally got Corey Barlog on What's Good, special episode with him, and we had the president of the Academy of Interactive Arts. sciences megan scavio is our special guest for our regular episode so sure. that was really fun too
0: you got a lot of work done
1: yeah thank god it?
0: you have a you have a nice rest here you <laughs> yeah. know i mean nothing else happening this week for my voice are.
1: is still a little scratchy from sure. um from all of the mixers and things that we did last week but yeah packs, packs on the horizon
0: this weekend
1: I know. It's going to be great. I'm um, heading up Wednesday. I'm really excited to be hosting on the main stage for Squanch Games with Justin Roiland nice. to talk about comedy and game writing. Yeah. Um, and some cool, fun, special guests are going to be making an appearance. If you guys are going to be in Boston at PAX, definitely come by there. And then, of course, the What's Good Games Live panel is on Thursday at 630. And then we've got our meetup on Saturday.
0: Yep. one day you'll get to rest. Right after that, right? As soon as that's done, no more yeah. travel. Use out. It's
1: not like there's just like another event that week that I I'm, might go to. No, probably won't go to. No. I'm gonna die, Greg. It's what's gonna happen. You're,
0: well, we're all gonna die eventually. That's, <laughs> that's, true. that's how it is. I mean, is the, is the industry some adding to it?
1: Real words. Is
0: all the travel adding to it and making it quicker, giving us more gray hair? <laughs> yes. Probably. Look at me. Um, can
1: I give a quick shout out to your fantastic pants?
0: <laughs> oh sure, yeah. The red ones are back in rotation. Yeah, it's nice. been a while since I had the red pants on, but I got my red pants on. Isn't that right, Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, verify that I'm wearing red pants? He is. Well, the- they're like maroon or burgundy. Yeah, I know they're burgundy, but I mean like, yeah. you know, maroon. Yeah. Well, I just yeah. wanted to be clear. If you, I appreciate me, if that about you, Kevin. Mag. I appreciate that about you, that you want to be <laughs> correct about the Reds. Just like I appreciate game news, such as... What's going on with two new Switch models? Will there be another Apex Legend coming in this season's Battle Pass? And also, what's this Persona 5 Royale? We'll talk about this all because this is Kinda Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kinda Funny Games. There. You can air your grievances, leave questions, talk about bad PSN names, and everything else (laughs) under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live, twitch.tv slash Games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe housekeeping if you are watching live remember today we are live reacting to the playstation state of play debut stream 2 p.m pacific time on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you are watching or listening later and you want to see us react to what is old news to you but new news to us in the future in the past <laughs> you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games unless we get claimed and it has to come down similar to every nintendo direct we put up
1: oh uh, hopefully not who
0: knows you never know well you know sid schumann over there he's over there claiming videos left and right He doesn't do that. It's a very busy job. Uh, Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. The Kind of Funny World Tour comes to Kansas City this Saturday. If you are in Kansas City, Missouri, or anywhere in the neighboring states and want to drive in, you can come hang out with us all day at Planet Comic Con. We have panels with the cast of Smallville, Mick Foley, and Henry Winkler. Then you can come to our meet and greet at the Flying Saucer Draft Emporium. That's right, Draft. I don't say Draft. If they wrote Draft, I'd say Draft, but they wrote Draw Draft Emporium. <laughs> There's no badge needed for the Flying Saucer <laughs> meet and greet. Uh, and then don't forget New York City, you're next. April 6th. We're coming to you. E's bar or something like that, right, Kev? Yep. They spell it with a lowercase E though. So when I look at the I look at our webpage, I thought it was a typo, and I had to do a whole bunch of Googling. I was like, "I got you, Joey. I got you dead to rights, Joey," and it turned out she didn't have it wrong. And I didn't I didn't tell her either way. But you know how it is. I do. You want to laud these things over your employee's head because you want to remind them that you're—you not even remind them. You want to convince them that you're smarter than them when, in fact, they're all smarter than you. But then you get these little things, and they're right all along. It's true. Sucks. Uh, today, thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack, Tom Bach, and Mohammed Mohammed. Uh, we're brought to you by Quip and Harry's, but I'll tell you about that later. For now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A Baker's dozen. Number one, Andrea. Yes. Are there two new models of the Nintendo Switch coming? We go to the Wall Street Journal where Takashi Mochizuki wrote this up. And let me tell you, I bought a subscription to the Wall Street Journal today. Good for you. Usually you can bounce around. Somebody else is like, hey, we, we read it and now we're putting it up. And I'm like, you know what? I see this happen all the time. Takashi, you get my money. You Congratulations. You get kind of funny's money. I didn't spend it. You know what I mean? Support but I, the free press. Exactly. Tag. Nintendo plans to launch two new versions of its Switch gaming consoles early as this summer. People familiar with the matter said as the company seeks to sustain, sustain sales momentum for the product going into a crucial third year. One version will have enhanced features targeted at avid video gamers, although it won't be as powerful as Sony's PlayStation 4 Pro or Microsoft's Xbox One X, according to parts suppliers and software developers for Nintendo, who have access to a prototype of the machine. The other version is a cheaper option for casual gamers that Nintendo sees as a successor to its aging handheld 3DS device, the suppliers and developers say. The new models are likely to be unveiled at the E3 Video Game Expo in Los Angeles in June and possibly released a few months later, one person familiar with Nintendo plans said. Uh, Kyoto-based Nintendo declined to comment. The Switch, introduced in March 2017, has been central to Nintendo's recent business success. The company earns more than 80% of its total revenue from Switch hardware and software sales. Investors are focused on how long the console can remain a profit driver. Industry watchers expect sales for the Switch to begin declining soon. Analysts, polled by Visible Alpha, a provider of market forecasts, anticipate, on average, 17.9 million units of the Switch will be sold in the first—I'm I'm, sorry—in the financial year ending this month, followed by 17.4 million in the following year. "Quote: You would be wrong to think the enhanced version is similar to what Sony did with the PlayStation 4 Pro, and the other is just a cheap alternative that looks very similar to the past handheld machines," says. Or say, Sony PlayStation Vita. One person uh, who has used devices said. Another quote The company judged the new Switch models won't need the vibration feature because there wouldn't be many games released using it to, full, the, to the full benefit of it. Uh, one familiar with the plan said. Nintendo is also adjusting its suppliers for the new models. Sharp Corp, an Osaka-based company that had long supplied components to Nintendo video game machines but failed to win a deal for the original Switch, is expected to provide liquid crystal displays for the new Switch machines. People familiar with the new model said Sharp declined to comment. Andrea, is it real? Is it happening?
1: This sounds like a rumor that's got some teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Nintendo needs to be prepared to compete with the next generation of Xbox and PlayStation. The easiest way for them to do that is to introduce a new SKU into the hardware cycle. We've seen them do something similar in the past. We've had the 3DS XL. Sure, 3DS Lite. We've had the 2DS, where it was aimed at the more casual, kid-friendly market. So we've been talking about this for a while. I anticipate this fully coming to fruition in some shape or form. Sure, Is it going to be exactly what this rumor says? Who could say? Yeah, But I think that it sounds it sounds sounds possible.
0: It sounds real. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously there's a lot of stuff backing it up Wall Street Journal uh, right on this kind of uh, information a lot. But it's also the fact that this makes sense, right? I mean, this was our big discussion throughout last year leading up to the end of the fiscal year uh, that they were so bullish trying to hit this 20 million switch mark, right? They fell short of that. Um, and I would imagine that that says to them, okay, we're starting to reach not saturation but if you want to switch you've got to switch so right. how do we get people who don't want to or aren't ready to topple like a domino yet what are they looking for out of this and then on top of that how do we sell switches to people who already have switches mm-hmm. and so yeah I think number one More hey. colors man <laughs> the joy cons just give me uh, joy cons we've all gotten spades uh this time around though i think for casual gamers sure giving them a cheaper handheld only switch right i guess that i assume that's how you save the money on this it doesn't have any of uh, the innards or the to get it onto the screen or any rumble features or stuff like that here's a cheaper standalone switch that joy cons don't pop off of okay that's good for the kids No, a lot of people are always worried about the kids breaking it and screwing with it true and then yeah but then it gets interesting as always with how are you going to make another machine for the the gamer, the hardcore gamer, or something like that? How do you get me to buy another Switch? Because I love my Switch. Mm-hmm. I don't I, right now. I don't look at it and go, "Man, I'd really like X, Y, and Z out of it."
1: I think about when they launched the new 3ds. Sure. And how that got people to buy because Xenoblade was the game that you had to have the new 3ds mm. to play. You couldn't play it on the and have the second one.
0: analog stick, right? This is the one that had the nub, right? I think and so. And all this that is a chess. good
1: kind of funny. slash you're wrong moment potentially, but that was a way to kind of push people to wanting to buy another piece of hardware, even if they already were in the ecosystem, because they're like, oh, this you know, mega piece of software is only available on that hardware. Sure. And I think that's really what's going to be the driver and always has been the hardware pusher for Nintendo is their software, is their first-party mm. library.
0: So, so, hold on. Brian Scola writes in to patreon.com slash Games and says, Good day, KFGD hosts. So, with the recent report that there may be two new Nintendo Switch models available as early as this summer, what is it that you think we're getting from them? Obviously, if a true Obviously, if true, a smaller, more portable model targeting those 3DS consumers. But what about the more hardcore gamer? Will the reported second rumored device have a larger screen, more memory, more storage, a way of better processing? What would you guys like to see? So do you think there's going to be, we're going to go full-born like new 3DS where there's games that only run on this that way?
1: I don't know. I. But you ask like, what would get people like you to buy another yeah. one. I think something like that would entice people to buy. Sure. If you had a r- actual reason why you needed to buy one more than just, oh, it's got like more processing power. If a game that you were interested in playing was only available on the new version of the hardware, then you're kind of like, well, I either don't play the game or I buy the new thing. And I think that is a good motivator for people to want to buy new hardware. I don't think it's necessary for them to do that if they put together a really good package. I think even reducing the bezel around the, the screen as is and making the screen bigger yeah. is a good start. And it would get a, would entice a lot of people to buy another one because that a screen is small. It's really, really small. I would love it to be, you know, just even like an inch or two bigger.
0: Yeah, that'd be interesting and sexy too. And then you get into an interesting spot of if it's got better processing in it, right? Let's say there is an easier, if there is just an HDMI plug at the bottom, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I they're not going to do. There's always going to be some weird sexy stand for it, but maybe there is just so when you're in a hotel, it's easier. Uh, and the screen got bigger. Then you get into this interesting thing of how about. Do you think they just sell it that way and try to save me a couple bucks, right? Because you want to keep the Joy-Cons because people love the Joy-Cons. They, people already own a million Joy-Cons. Uh, that seems like a cool plug-and-play solution to keep people buying different things. But then if you're going to be able to upgrade upgrade just the screen hardware portion of it, yeah, I, I, I don't look at it like, and granted, I'm not playing. I'm playing indie games on my Switch mostly, mm-hmm. but I'm not looking at the screen and be like, oh man, I wish this was that or sharper or whatever, 4K. I don't know what the hell, whatever Tim likes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, in a perfect world, Travel with me down this like pipe dream scenario. Everybody
0: close your eyes. We're going on a pipe dream. If you're driving a bus, pull it over and close your eyes.
1: Imagine Nintendo goes further down the pathway of their partnership with some chip makers and other processors, people like NVIDIA, for example, mm. where they say, well, you know what? We want to make Nintendo Switch a tablet that can do more than just play games. So when you take it on the road for your trips or for your vacations to school, to work, wherever. It can be a multi-purpose tool. Not all the way into Xbox One, all-in-one entertainment system territory. Not quite that far. Sure, But they used to have Netflix on your... Nintendo devices, and you used to be able to browse on the internet, bring those features back, let me use my Nintendo Switch for more things than just playing Nintendo games, and then if you want to tack on a little bit extra money because it's higher processing power, the screen's a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. but I can do more with it and so I can justify not bringing my iPad and my Switch on the plane, then I'm sold.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I like where your head's at. That's not going to happen here. No, of course not. You know that as well as I do. Yeah. (laughs) And man, holy shit, look at that. And
1: maybe even someday they would think about adding Bluetooth keyboard support. So I could actually like, get on my email on my Switch. Yeah, you
0: just want a cool iPad. I do. That plays Nintendo games. Yeah. And who's against that? Yeah. Pretty much. You're right. I I was like, I, I, I was your wronging, just not. You're wronging you. I was fact checking of like, is Netflix still not on the Switch? Still
1: on the Switch? It's kind of criminal. You can play
0: Hulu on uh, Hulu and YouTube are there. Cool <laughs> Greg's watching Hulu on his Switch all the time. It's his number one played game. He always says, but
1: Hulu <laughs> still
0: no Netflix on there. Uh, a bunch of people writing in that are agreeing with us. Yeah, Lord of Phone. Yes, the new 3DS is the one that came with the C stick nub. So there you go. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't look at my, I and I know that I'm, a, this is why I don't design hardware or make video games or really do anything of consequence is that for me, my <laughs> switch is fine. I like my switch does everything I want out of it. You know what I mean? I understand yeah. people are like better batteries. That's understandable. I guess like if you like for me, it's airplanes, but they always have plugs nowadays and I got the battery packs and I'm usually great on that. Yeah. I don't know what, if I'm sitting here envisioning my switch, what I want, a sexier screen would be cool. Yeah. If they did move the bezel all the way out and put it there. That'd be nice, what but I don't, I, yeah, no, that wouldn't make me buy it. You know what I mean? But like maybe. but I also, I'm, I'm being short sighted on what is it internally? What how, is it loading games faster? Is it doing something better? Is it right. got better Wi-Fi?
1: Well, think about iPhone as a kind of ancillary product that essentially doesn't do things wildly different generation to generation. Sure. They're just making the form factor a little sexier. They're maybe upgrading the camera a little bit and then putting more guts in the processor. Yeah. But people you know, buy a new iPhone every year, even though iPhones tend to be pretty relevant tech-wise for a couple of generations. Sure. So Nintendo could kind of play into the fact that people are just tech hungry and like to be part of the new tech thing.
0: That, and that is definitely, I mean, in terms of if you're appealing to hardcore gamers or the real gamers, whatever, the, I forget how they even called them in the Wall Street Journal. Like that is a big part of it. I remember, you know, obviously I did, I bought a PlayStation 4 Pro myself eventually. But when that first came out, I was like, why? But uh, so many people tweeted on day one, like I bought it. I don't really know why either, but I wanted it. Like, you know what I mean? We all want our sexy devices and our, you know, really cool stuff. So I get it. It'll just be interesting to see, yeah, what they can come out with the gate. I'm more interested in what the cheap model looks like in terms of Mm -hmm. what is it going to be? You can't pop Joy-Cons off. Is it going to be you can't connect it to the TV? Like, I I, I get that because I know so many of our friends who have bought a second switch for the family or hide their own set of Joy-Cons. They don't get the sticky Joy-Cons their kids use, right? If there was similar to the 2DS doorstop that everybody's like, that's an ugly thing. And it was like yeah, but the kids can't break it. They're throwing it out car windows on rides. Everything's fine. They pick it back up. Like, I get why you'd want that. So whatever Nintendo does, it'll be very interesting to see how they pivot. And if any of this is real, of course, take it with a grain of salt. Number two, speaking of taking something great as salt, uh, is there another Apex Legend coming this very season? This is Tamor Hussein over at GameSpot. Season one of Apex Legends launched on March 20th and alongside the first wave of cosmetic items for players to grind out as part of the battle pass, developer Respawn Entertainment also introduced a new character called Octane. While most assumed that Respawn was planning to release one character per season, it seems that isn't the case and another Legend will be made available before Season 1 is over. That's according to a listing for the Apex Legend Season 1 Battle Pass on the PlayStation Store, which references a second new character and a weapon. Quote, Two new characters will launch over the course of the season, it reads. But in the meantime, look out for a new weapon set to launch as the season progresses. Best of all, each new Legend will and weapon, will launch with a full set of cosmetics to unlock. Two new items will be introduced uh, during the season that will offer something new and innovative to the strategic mix, end quote. So there you go, crazy Apex players. Maybe another one's coming. (laughs) Probably. I would imagine that's for you. You, Barrett, I saw what you're sending me. Your wrong was all over it too, but I need you to sit there for the next news story. Any thoughts? You you and I aren't the Apex people.
1: No, I ran into Vince uh, Zampella at GDC and congratulated him on all the success and you know, and was just like, how's everything going? And he's like, it's so crazy. Money I just started
0: falling out of his pockets. <laughs> he's like, it's going pretty well, Andrea. If I'm being honest, it's going pretty well. <laughs>
1: but it was good to see him, and I'm glad that, you know, they have a big win. So I think I just like being happy for people and supporting successes, so. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like every day is harder and harder to find something all gamers are excited about. Yeah, so the fact that everybody loves Apex like Legends. they did
1: well, they did a good thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it continues to roll on. So yeah, good for them, and it looks like, you yeah, know, keep your eyes peeled for another legend. Number three, Sad Boy Barrett. Kevin, I'm gonna need that
2: mic turned up.
1: Persona Is this Five. A hashtag Andrea was right. Situation.
2: <laughs> well, I was predicting this too, but this this Persona Five the it's Royal
1: weird.
0: Reveal trailer happened over the weekend. We're gonna go to PlayStation lifestyles right up from. Czar Menicon. Following a teaser in December 2018 after promising quote-unquote news this weekend, Atlas announced that Persona 5 R is a new role-playing game for the PlayStation 4 officially titled Persona 5 The Royal. Yet another teaser was revealed, uh, with Atlas promising more information on April 24th during a Persona Super Live concert. In the absence of any further information, fans have been attempting to decipher the teaser. For starters, the new female character appears to be a fellow student of the Phantom Thieves at Shinju Academy. As Twinfinite points out, the pin on her uniform indicates that she's a first-year student. A translation of the teaser, provided by Gamatsu, reveals that a voice is asking, What do you think of the Phantom Thieves? The new character responds, I think helping people is a wonderful thing, but if I had to say, I don't like them. I don't think the Phantom Thieves' methods will make the world a better place or help anyone. In the end, I feel like you can only solve that yourself, end quote. An official website dedicated to Persona 5, the Royals also live, but as expected, it doesn't offer any details at the moment. Barry Courtney, Uh, big Persona fanboy. Sup? Persona 5 fanboy. Yes. What? What's your read on all w- this? What's my take why, on you, this? why are you going, Uh. You got no because more Persona. That's what you
2: wanted, right? Yeah, but this is like the announcement of an announcement of an announcement. And Video so games. I'm, I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> Video <you know>? games <laughs> in 2019. I mean, I know, this is, it's this so is very
1: Textbook Atlas, though, yeah. right? No,
2: I, I, it's not surprising. It was just like, all right. Come on, guys. Uh, it's cool that we got a name. It's cool that we, uh, they gave us enough to kind of theorize, like, what is this game? Is it Persona 5 with more uh, content? Is this like a standalone uh, game with a story that's going on alongside the story of Persona 5? Um, who's this uh, female character? It's obviously sure. uh, the theories that were debunked that it's not the uh, femme uh, version of the protagonist. Of Joker? Uh, yeah, um, because this she's is, got a first-year pin. And This Joker's isn't like Fez, basically, but- Right.
0: Persona 3 Fez that I reviewed back in right, the day at IGN added a female character that was the protagonist that you could right. go through and play.
2: Um, it's not that situation because, as you said, she's got a, a first year pin and Joker's a third year, I believe. Um, fifth? I said fake fame. Oh, okay. fake you don't know fan. that? Come on. I mean, it's been a long time and I want to play it again, but it's I'm, too many games. Yeah. Um, and so. A lot of theories about, like, uh, how this character could be connected to, I believe, Persona 3 um, or Persona 4. I, I re- remember see- seeing some theories about that. Um, so, it's they just gave us enough to, like, okay, like, w- what do we got to be excited about? Um, but, yeah, I'm excited, but it's also— You de- don't sound excited. You sound defeated. I'm I'm defeated in the sense of, like, come on, guys, like— you could have given us a little more, but, uh, you know, now we'll, we'll have to wait another month to, to hear even more. Um, and also, your boy predicted it, PlayStation 4 only. So, it's the same. Well, you know, what? I mean, they could always bring it to Switch, though. So you don't know. Um, yeah. just, it's not going to happen, Greg. It's not going <laughs> to happen. I want it so bad, <laughs>
0: yeah, though. I know. Uh, the it's the,
1: hopeless. Just.
0: I know. Oh, I'm the one. Yeah.
1: I no. feel like we should just <laughs> let them have their fantasy and their dreams <laughs> to just be smashed someday, and it won't be our fault. Do yeah. yeah. smash know that-
2: like him coming to Smash? Yep. Yeah because Persona Q2 is on the 3DS and he's in that game.
0: Ah, uh, nanobiologist writes into you're wrong and says Joker is a second year student. So there you go. Uh if you want, we have some we have a reader mail that might, you know, pique your interest here. <laughs> Randleton wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says hello greg and andrea and now barrett with another tease from atlas having been released over the weekend regarding p5r aka persona 5 the royal it brought up a question how do you guys feel about games in the future expanding on previous games releases by crafting a new game or adding dlc that gives you the option of playing as a character in opposition to the original characters you played as in the original main game This concept, when executed correctly, could really add so much depth and characterization to games by making you legitimately question the actions of the original protagonist when seeing things from a different perspective.
2: I feel like they answered their own question there. Like uh, the chance and opportunity to give a different perspective on the original story that you're given is a really cool opportunity to re-experience that story from a new eye. Sure. Um, and so that's why, like, I've always been interested in that kind of stuff. So I don't know, but about you guys though,
0: it always it you. It's one of those fly cl- too close to the sun things, though, right? Usually, it's that I've spent 30 hours or whatever it is, depending on the game, with a character. Obviously, with Persona Five, it would be like 150 or whatever, right? 100. So then to get go and get. Uh, yeah, a new character in there It's You're already comparing them To the people you already Probably fell in love with Have you spent yeah. that much time in there That's always such an uphill battle Of getting in there And being like man I really want this Sometimes it can work the opposite way I think And maybe I'm wrong But I think pretty universally When people played First Light mm. They're like oh man It was way more fun to play as Fetch Than it was Delson yeah. I really wish the whole game Would have been a Fetch game Rather than a Delson game And stuff sure. yeah. yeah.
2: I get that point But it's just more of an excuse To be in that world so Sure
0: I'm Yeah down. get back to it yeah. Yeah. Go back to Japan not? Right. All right, cool. Get out of here. Go Thanks, do some more. If you want, I'll insert your breaking news here if you want. This is breaking news. It's not going to get an official numbering. Uh, some people in You're Wrong tossed it out, and one and only Barrett Courtney tossed it out too. At Bethesda tweets, we're pleased to announce that Rage 2, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Wolfenstein Cyberpilot, and Doom Eternal will be released on Steam as well as Bethesda Game Boy. We will also be bringing Fallout 76 to Steam later this year. So there you go. We're coming off of the Bethesda launcher, coming to Steam, Bethesda.net, Steam. So they've picked their side. Yeah, exactly. No, none of this epic business. All right? Keep your epics out of here is what they're saying, I assume. Well- That's what you're reading between the lines, right? Not
1: surprising from Bethesda. They've had a very long history with Steam.
0: Sure. But a lot of people did, and they burned that bridge. They said, shucks to you,
1: Steam. It has to be a burning of the bridge. I think some of these smaller teams that don't have Bethesda money need the bigger profit share.
0: The war continues, is what I'm saying, Andrea. Sure. Every day, so it's, we're leading to civil war. <laughs> Leading it's to civil. It's just
1: another thing you click on the desktop. And I don't PC. know about that, Andrea. <laughs> last that week, serious. that's what I was
0: saying, and a lot of people wrote in to tell me why Epic's evil. So now it's civil war. We're all going. I, what what free launcher are you using? It doesn't matter. Well, thank
1: goodness Amanda was on the show on Friday and reminded people of all the good that Epic does.
0: It's I, I even so I've been obviously I enjoy talking about it because I enjoy hearing these different perspectives, trying to understand. I, I left last week being in the same boat I always am, where I'm like. I think Epic's was just building a store to get something cool and they're trying to do stuff, whatever. I watched the Jimquisition today that Jim Sterling oh. put up about all of this, right? Mm-hmm. You did too? I didn't know you watched the Jimquisition over there, Kev. Yeah,
2: of course. Every time? Every week? Uh, not every week. I like binge watching.
0: Them sure. Though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so it was even fun to see him be like, wow, well, I, I, I get it. Like, I can understand why people are mad, but it's still like they're going this way and they're doing It's a really interesting one of going through, but it, even he comes down on the thing. It's a good thing that Epic Games is around and the Epic Games store is around. We'll just have to see. But he, it was that I, he brought up an interesting point I hadn't thought of. Is that, again, you know me, everybody. Console plebe. Just drinking the Kool-Aid over here. I don't it's care. It's so good. It's so good. I'll accept your term services. I'll buy all <laughs> these boxes to play these exclusives. Sure, that's how life works. And so then when this, this Steam Epic thing happens and it is like, why is everybody mad? It's just an exclusive you don't have to buy a machine for. And Jim was like. PC gamers haven't had to deal with this in years. Like, they don't remember this life of, like, what it is like to have two exclusives or have two people bartering for exclusives. They're like, I get that. And then I just went back to playing Division on PS4. Super excited that my PlayStation 4 so Pro good. fucking menus run sluggishly. Why? Why is that like that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where's this future I was promised with this Pro, Kevin? I digress. <laughs> Speaking of PlayStation, Greg, way that isn't on purpose. Number four on the Roper Report. There appears that there's gonna be no more full game codes at retail from... PlayStation. This is Wario64's tweet followed up with the information I'm going to read from his Twitter again. GameStop stores just got a memo saying that Sony will no longer provide full game digital download codes to retailers. Parentheses not just GameStop starting on April 1st. Digital games will only be available straight from PSN after that date. Add-on content slash PSN money cards will still be available. So here is uh, the memo. Again, I'm using quotes, but that Wario put up on his thing a screenshot of, right? Uh, This is from GameStop to its employees and stores. Sony has recently announced that full game digital download codes will no longer be available to purchase from any other retailers worldwide, effective April 1st, 2019. After this date, parentheses, with some specific exceptions, Sony full game digital downloads will be available for purchase through the PlayStation Marketplace. How does this now it's like an FAQ? How does this affect my business? After four after four one, April first, retailers worldwide will no longer be able to sell any full download codes that may, or may be redeemed on the PlayStation store. This affects all retailers, not just GameStop. Meaning that yeah, you can't walk in anymore and buy digital code for days gone after April 1st. You have to buy this, right? So to be clear, mm-hmm. please do.
1: Is this just at retail or is this on like bestbuy.com as well?
0: It's an excellent question. Um, I from what this from this because that's where I
1: imagine most of the codes are being sold. One hundred percent.
0: And from I don't know the answer to that. And okay. uh, what I looked around this morning is it doesn't appear anybody has an actual comment from PlayStation about this. This still is it's still take it the grain of salt. It's I mean I trust Wario and I trust what he has here. My Greg Miller read on this would be that. Even Amazon, even Best Buy, you're not going to be able to buy digital codes anymore. Um, you can only buy the the co- you can buy the co- digital code for PlayStation Money, but you can't go like you're saying and say I'd like the digital version of Sekiro right now or after April 1st on Amazon and get that code and redeem it right away. It seems like you'll only be getting box copies, right? Which is interesting and terrifying in a way, but then it's exciting. But then it doesn't affect me. But I understand. Let's I digress. Let's keep going. How does this affect guests who have active pre-orders on digital games for PlayStation Four? Guests get regret- Guests with reservations on full digital versions of PlayStation 4 games that release after April 1st should be encouraged to switch their reservation to a physical version of the game. Stores with reservations of upcoming releases for PlayStation 4 full game digital SKUs will receive further instructions on GSO, GameStop. What do you think? Online? GSO? Something?
1: Um, yeah, GSO.
0: GameStop something.
1: I feel like I should know all of the GameStop jargon, but I don't.
0: You don't work there anymore. You 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 just delete that information. You know what I mean? <laughs> Matt Hardy, delete, delete, delete. I did delete it all. Well, that's what you should do. You know what I mean? That's GameStop what I said.
1: offices? I don't know. Online? Who cares? Ah, somebody Who cares? about this that. This is a you're wrong thing. There's got to be a manager. Somebody, oh, watching. definitely
0: some man, I mean, yeah. up. Um, me, Jamie's probably watching. She could tell us all of this, unless she doesn't want to be added as a GameStop manager. Then I, won't, I digress, and that didn't happen. That's not what she does. Um, There was something else interesting I was trying to find that I can't find now that was basically talking about, like, Uh, Oh, here we go. The visual merchandising and creative services teams are working quickly to identify which in-store elements need to be updated slash removed as a result of this initiative. Stores can expect to take action the week ending April 6th. This action is not expected to take more than one hour to complete. A GSO task will be assigned with full details closer to that time. So a couple things from this Mm -hmm. before we can get into what it means. I think it's interesting that this appears to be catching them off guard. It appears to be that this news broke to them late last week. They got this statement out as quickly as possible. But the fact they're like, hey, customers or you know, visual merchandising and creative services will be in touch to let you know what you need to change strikes me as they're not even sure what standees they have in the store that don't make sense anymore. Because it is like, oh shit, we need to let people know so they can start trying to switch over pre order so you can stop pre order stop pre Even less again, I digress that I'm I'm not in this landscape. I'm not going to GameStop stores to pre order code. Right. It's interesting to pre order code.
1: Well, it's not if you get a physical good for it, right? Um, And and we've seen a a wide variety of weird pre-order incentives over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you're getting in-game digital items. So, like, if I go to GameStop.com and I pre-order there and I get, like, an in-game digital item, and then I also still want a digital code... That could be something that I get sold while I'm in the store buying something else. So let's mm, say I mm, go into mm. a store to buy a used copy of Black Ops 4. Sure. Because all my friends are playing Blackout and I want to get in. But I get sold by the girl behind the counter that I should pre-order Days Gone for XYZ reason. Sure, yeah. Um, and then Unlockable I'm like, skins. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I'm buying uh, Black Ops for my Xbox, but I'll definitely play that obviously only on my PlayStation. So I'll just place the pre-order when I get home. And then, I mean, this is like just like a weird, random scenario. Sure, no, no. Lap, I mean, right? I
0: think that's really who this affects the most,
1: right? And so, I think it—that's what you know—is so jarring for retailers is that they've been, they have pre-order sales goals that need, they need to hit, not just GameStop, but all the retailers, right? That they want to pre-sell x amount of copies and things like that. But if you didn't get a heads up that this is this date is coming so quickly. Like, it's going to be really tough to pivot for pre-orders for the next couple of months, and it could mean that they potentially lose those sales now. Of
0: course, yeah, yeah. And
1: it probably does mean that they lose those sales.
0: Yeah, and I think that's obviously why there's this immediacy of get this out, stop selling digital pre-orders, right? Like, make sure you stress to people mm-hmm. that they need to buy the actual physical goods so that we're not left in the wind on this.
1: And I th- the, I have a theory about why maybe this is happening so quickly. Lay it
0: on me, Andrea. I love a good Andrea Renee yes. theory.
1: So my theory is this actually all revolves around returns, digital returns to be specific. Because right now, if you buy a game like Anthem, for example, at GameStop.com with a digital code and something goes wrong with that code, let's say you try to install the code and for some reason it says this code is not valid, trying to get the code refunded to you is a much more difficult process than taking a a, it, than taking a disc oh, into yeah. the store oh, yeah. to have it for to have them examine the disc and test the disk there and see what's wrong with it right okay. that whole process with Sony having to do refunds for platform specific things and to work with the publisher and the retailer you've got now three points of three pain points for a refund for a digital item whereas with a retail disc, you just go to the store, you bought it, and then they handle that process. Yeah. And so I think that this probably was incentivized by digital returns. And so Sony said, if we just take out the pipeline from all of these other retailers who are doing digital returns, and we manage the customer service workflow, it'll be less headache and less paperwork for everybody.
0: Mm, interesting. How about this? Okay, let's you you have a good theory based in reality and money and all that jazz. Sure, let's put on tinfoil hats and just get nuts. Okay, I'm. What with if you. this all revolves somehow around today's PlayStation Showcase thing? What if they're going to announce some kind of weird uh, discount for buying games online, and that's why they need to get this information out that soon, or why they waited this long to try to catch everybody off the block? So, a big rumor going around that's in Deals of the Day right is that right now on Amazon you can get a PlayStation Now a 12 month subscription for 60 bucks, which people were. Grasping at straws with tinfoil hats on of maybe this indicates that today during the PlayStation thing, state of play, they're going to make a bigger deal out of PlayStation now. They're going to try to incentivize you and try to address the Xbox argument, right? Of like, cool, guess what? You can get PlayStation now, 60 bucks. And, I, I, you know, maybe they go to the full Xbox day and date. All first party things are on there. Or maybe they go more realistically after a two month period. They're all on there or something to that effect. I don't know.
1: I mean I would Tid love full hats everybody. I would love to see them throw their hat in the digital ring. You know, I talked about this on What's Good last week when, when Megan was on the show. About how PlayStation is clearly now, at least publicly, facing behind in the in the digital race. Yeah, we've got Stadia out there sure. in front. We've got Xbox nipping at their heels, could potentially overtake them once they announce what Maverick can actually do. Um, and then we've got Nintendo just kind of off to the side doing their own thing with Nintendo Online Services. And PlayStation is really the the. the the people that could move the needle the most because they have the biggest market share right now. Yeah, And so PlayStation Now has been very popular with the people that have been using it recently. Um, I have had a couple of people write in um, to what's saying that they've had nothing but positive experiences because they thought that I was like poo-pooing it on the show. And I was like, no, like it, it launched Rocky. And I wouldn't say that it's consistently stable now, but it's leaps and bounds better today sure. than it was, you know, even six months ago. So I would love to see them overhaul what PlayStation Now is, maybe do more of an Xbox Game Pass style for Sony's first party, because as we go into this all digital future, it's the exclusives that are going to drive people to have loyalty to one system or another. So if they can say, we're going to give you an even deeper discount on PlayStation exclusives through PlayStation Now or through a bundled PlayStation Plus with PlayStation Now, that could be a huge win for gamers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, tinfoil hats. I don't dream that big for this state of play. I think it's going to be a lot. of, And I'm not even trying to knock it. I'm just saying that I think you're going to get a lot of PlayStation VR news release dates where the, what's going on with blood and truth. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a t- touch of, hey, here's days gone uh, update. Remember, this is coming out in like a month. Hopefully, maybe at the very end, you get something. I think you have to end on a big note or start on a big note with one of the triple A's or I'm sorry, one of the triple first parties and be like, here's. A new trailer for The Last of Us that ends with a time frame, and we finally know when something like that's happening. But I also am dreaming too big by saying that. Expect nothing be <laughs> Maybe be a
1: release date for Dreams if nothing else. That was my
0: other thing. I was talking to Barrett today, and I did put, I was like, I know that I've been burned on this before because <laughs> the beta for Dreams was supposed to have happened like three summers ago or whatever. Yeah. But they did say that, you know, that Dream standalone, right? 40 bucks, whatever it was, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong, mm-hmm. uh, of the creator tools that were supposed to drop in spring. And it's like, well, I don't, nobody has any idea that, to my knowledge, uh, what's going on with this state of the play and how often they're going to do it. I'd imagine quarterly, which would imagine this is your last time for spring. So why not put a date on it now? Go ahead.
1: There's an emergency situation that you may need to exit and go check your phone for. (laughs) So um, I just want to address Amy Gillis in the wrong responses. She said PlayStation was the first at the digital race with PlayStation Now. Let me be clear. When I say they're lagging behind, I don't mean in digital, like totally with games, of course. I mean, like in this all digital box that we see other people getting into, they haven't yet said this is our commitment to digital like Xbox has, like Google has. So that's what I meant by that. So thank you for letting me clarify what I meant. So there was no confusion.
0: Okay. On my phone, my dad says, I, I was try, uh, he's trying to understand a new iPhone. That doesn't sound right. Hmm. On Slack, Jen says, I love you so much. I'm watching you.
1: So someone's fucking with us.
0: Oh, sh- oh yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I didn't know that's what you're pulling from. You just ignore all that. I'm on that. I'm on that. I'm on that track.
1: whoever wrote that, you're a bad person. Don't and do you it. You should feel bad about your life. The
0: nanobiologist says Media Molecule will offer $30 limited re- release for creators for dreams. Oh my God, that's well, what, even yeah. Don't did, even acknowledge, when did, Don't even acknowledge. When
1: did they? When did they announce that? Medium molecule.
0: Uh, when they with the man at the end of the dreams. Was beta, that in that
1: giant like FAQ? Yeah, they were okay. like, and here's
0: what we're gonna do. We're gonna break it into two things. We're gonna put out the creator beta thing. It was. It might have been its own announcement of like, hey, we're gonna do this, and yeah, it's gonna be thirty bucks. You can get in. in that's the good. Beginning.
1: That's a, that's a super smart thing. To I do. would
0: imagine that sounds super realistic. That yes, you need you need to get the uh, uh uh you get the release date for that because it's supposed to be spring sometime. So that makes sense to me. Um, And then back to this retail code thing to put a pin in it. I think, yeah, it's just because I, I, I would imagine that more than anything, obviously it's business driven and I would imagine they're seeing returns on the fact that we've got it to the tipping point. People know how to use the PlayStation Network. People are actually doing that. We can start pulling back the troops we don't need to be out there selling our codes through amazon.com when we can just get people to come use it people understand it we've moved to a, a digital future far enough that people get this we'll see though and I imagine too that like they know I don't imagine I know this that they would know where the codes are coming from so they must see how many people are actually buying digital codes from a GameStop and Amazon whoever and actually using them and what that percentage is so if they're like well if we can just convert that force them into converting it to actually give us the money we have to split it with anybody Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. number five and finally on the Roper Report Uh, Comcast is going to spend 50 million dollars to create a video game arena this is Bob Fernandez at Philly.com comcast spectator which owns the flyers is to announce monday morning that it will construct the first arena for gaming fans in the u.s for the comcast owned fusion company officials say the 50 million dollar project is a testament to the surging popularity of esports in which players compete in video games before large crowds the company plans to break ground this summer on part of the 47 acre stadium complex site that will that comcast spectator leases in south philadelphia The 3,500 seat arena will rise on the parking lot next to infinity live and within walking distance to the link citizens bank park and the Wells Fargo center. Nate Nazar, commissioner of the 20 Team Overwatch League, said there has never been a special purpose esports arena built anywhere. This is a huge step for esports. This is something we will see pop There's up all one over the in world. Las
1: Vegas.
0: But this is like <laughs> this is not Vegas, you know what I mean? Besides housing Comcast Fusion, one of the Overwatch League's teams, the venue is planned to be a major East Coast hub for gaming events, company executives It's
1: say. literally the esports arena. What is he talking about? How many people
0: can get inside the esports arena, though? This is a 3,500 seat in Philadelphia. Everybody knows Philadelphia usually, traditionally hates video games. You understand? (laughs) I, I, I had a friend who lived in Philadelphia. He got into it with some guys playing basketball. He had to move out of Philadelphia. That's how bad it was, all right? So they're trying to clean this city up and let you play games of all types in Philadelphia. What do you got for me on the eSports arena in Vegas? It's a
1: 30,000 square foot multi-level HyperX eSports arena designed to host every form of competitive gaming from daily play to high stakes eSports tournaments. Features a competition stage, a 50 foot LED wall, telescopic seating, PC and console gaming stations and network TV quality production studio.
0: But does Overwatch play there? That's probably what this is all about. You know what I mean?
1: Sure. Of course. Sure. that's That's fine. Also, OWL has their own stadium. Like it's not this. It's not as like robust as this because it's clearly designed for broadcast. Sure, um, and they do accommodate live audiences. But I mean, it, it just is like it makes me laugh. Obviously, that somebody would these press releases are so stupid. Sure like yeah esports is huge and this is great that there's something on the east coast because all of the esports stuff so far has been really centered on the west coast and there's tons of fans across the country that probably would love to come out to Las Vegas or to Southern California to watch something but can't afford the plane tickets and yeah. so maybe a short train ride is much more affordable for them so I think that this is a great opportunity
0: what's cool about it is the fact that and I think the if you want to go to Philly, philly.com and look at it it's it's a better visual but the fact that it is there mm-hmm. with all the other sports arenas surrounding it right like it is an actual complex of hey everybody take this seriously there is something going on here that if you like one of these things you might like the other thing
1: true but i I would love to know like what do they have in the lineup besides besides overwatch
0: sure yeah i mean maybe a kind of funny live one day huh
1: but like any arena they're gonna you know host events there and do other things you know yeah yeah. when the tournaments aren't happening
0: exactly andrew Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more of these esports arenas pop up are all over though? the country. <laughs> well, whatever. I don't care. As long as people are enjoying themselves and playing games, I could care less. Uh, but that's still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, like say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? Why,
1: well, Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Do do do
0: do 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 Yeah. Out today! Battle bolts on PC. Inventinacurrier, Inventineers, In, it's Inventioneers, inventioners Switch, President F.net on Switch, man, I would have told you that's a PC game, Gladiators, Ludus Manager on PC, Vacation Adventures Park Ranger 2 on PC, Shiro 11 on PC, Virefit on Steam VR and Windows Mixed Reality, uh, Plague Punk Justice on PC, Lord of the Click on PC, Paper Fire Rookie Arcade on Steam VR. Song Animals on PC, new dates for you. Samurai Showdown coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One June, uh, Nintendo Switch Q4 2019 and PC at a later date. Meanwhile, IGN reports this. The floor is lava, a limited-timed mode for Fortnite based on the childhood game where you jump from couch to counter and accidentally break a lamp while trying to avoid the imaginary lava on the floor is coming to Fortnite. This information can be seen via the in-game news feed which states, quote, get to high ground or build above the lava that's overtaking the island, end quote. The image Notes that LTM is coming soon and it's expected to drop with the upcoming V8.20 update, though no specific date has been announced.
1: Andrea, we've got some breaking news, Greg.
0: Look into it while you do that. I'm gonna do the reader, I'm gonna do the ads because we've been running long. All right, Mm -hmm. so then hold on, I'll come back to you. Do the the ads first, ladies and gentlemen. We're brought to you by Quip Quip is one of the most important things you can do for your health every day is brushing your teeth correctly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and engineers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. People brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. A built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides, helping guide your teeth. Or no, helping guide you for a full and even clean Over your teeth uh, Up to 90% of our uh, of us don't brush our teeth For a full two minutes and don't clean evenly uh, Multi-use cover mounts to the mirror And unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-girl brushing It's one of the things I love about it Just like the fact that there's no clunky charger and it runs for three months on one charge. Brush heads are delivered every uh, three months on the dentin recommend, dentist recommended schedule for just five bucks. I love mine. You know this. Uh, Nick stole the one that came to the office. He talked about it so much I got mine. And I do think my teeth look better and feel better now. And I'll be surprised every time when I'm brushing and I'm like, it still hasn't buzzed. I would have stopped by now. This is making my teeth better. <laughs> Uh, that's why I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25. Uh, and if you go to getquip.com games right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. Uh, that's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash games. Our next sponsor... Harry's. Uh, Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors up front that were overpriced and overdesigned. They knew a great shave doesn't come from gimmicks like vibrating heads, flex balls, or handles that look like spaceships. Tactics that the leading brand has used to raise prices for decades. They fixed that by combining a clean, simple design with quality, durable blades at a fair price. Harry's uh, brought a world-class blade factory or bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. They've received over 20,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Uh, Harry's replacement cartridges are just $2 each. That's half the price of the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield. All Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, just let them know and you'll get a full refund. You know who does love his shave? Tim Geddes. You notice he keeps that beard the Tim Tam freshness just levels up high. He's all trimming it right the way he likes it, getting all the lines in there, keeping it nice and trim. He loves Harry's. You should too. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, like the weighted ergonomic handle, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. Listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash games daily. Make sure you go to harrys.com gamesdaily games daily to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help you support our show. Andrea, what is the breaking news?
1: The breaking news is a new subscription service from Apple mm. at the Apple event called Apple Arcade. Oh, my
0: God. It doesn't stop. There's so many subscriptions.
1: <laughs> I know. So, Brian Crescente, um, and thank you to uh, both Leropone and Nanobiologist for dropping this into You're Wrong. Um, so, over at Variety.com, Brian Crescente writes, Apple detailed its long-rumored gaming subscription service during a special event it held in Cupertino. Apple Arcade is the world's first game subscription service for mobile, desktop, and living room, the company said. <laughs> Rumors of Apple gaming subscription subscription service first hit in January when Cheddar reported on the premium service and rumors had that subscribers would get access to a bundle of paid games from various developers for a set monthly fee. Developers would then receive a cut of the revenue generated from these monthly subscriptions based on how much playtime users spend playing their title, a source told Bloomberg. The service will exclude free-to-play titles that offer in-app purchases, according to the source. Apple is gearing up to reveal the details today, which they did, and then I will go over to Dean Takahashi at Beat. Who writes that Apple announced this premium game subscription for its app store, confirming the rumors that the service fee will be divided among the game developers based on how much time gamers fill in, spend playing each game. That's problematic, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, <laughs> let me skip down. He's talking about streaming services. Um, Tim Cook, Apple CEO, says, we want to make gaming even better. He says, and then Anna Tai, the marketing manager for the App Store, says, there are one billion people who have downloaded games from the store. That There are 300,000 games available today, which is a wild number. Besides paid and free-to-play games, there will now be a new subscription category. She said, quote, competing with free is hard. So what she's referring to there is competing with free-to-play games. Yeah. Developers who make their game for 4.99, for example, have trouble because they can't ever chart because of the games that are always on the charts are the free to play.
0: Of course, that's um, why they had to break them in a different list, right? Where there is correct. top paid apps, top free apps.
1: So I believe this is 9.99 a month. I need to confirm that price. I'm having trouble finding it, um, and uh, we don't know what the revenue split's going to look like. But of course, the reason why I say that's problematic is because with 300,000 games. On the app store, you know, how do you go about splitting that? I'm sure they have some kind of algorithm, but then you're now, you're now just helping the people at the top continue to get more money, which, mm. you know, mm. there's pros and cons for that. Obviously, if they're popular and more people are downloading it, they should get a bigger cut, but I thought the whole purpose of doing a subscription service was to raise the little guys up.
0: That's what you want to think it is, right? but it's really about making money.
1: Oh well, obviously, Apple is one of the best money makers in the world.
0: I'm looking through uh, the stories here. Yeah, obviously, this is all breaking. I'm sure tomorrow we'll have an even more intense look at it. On top of having the PlayStation stuff, the Apple stuff, and the mm-hmm. Xbox stuff that's happening tomorrow. It's, yeah, it's GDC 2.0 this week as we go through it.
1: Exactly, and they have um, they put up a list. Of all of their publishing partners yeah. that are some of the, just a few of the developers that are going to be involved in Apple Arcade.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Devolver, Disney, Sega, Lego, Konami, Cartoon Network, uh, Gallium. There's a whole bunch of people up there, yeah. I'm trying to find, it doesn't look like, yeah, I don't see, I'm trying to figure out how much it is. I, I This is still breaking, so maybe they haven't announced the price yet. Because I'm going through. I mean,
1: I feel like $10 a month sounds like a good price, but who knows? This is
0: weird that every article I'm reading doesn't have it in there yet, but we'll keep you posted tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. We have many a question, I'm sure, about it. For now, though, let's keep saving you money with deals of the day. (laughs) Canadian developer and publisher Digital Extremes is humbled and proud to announce today that uh, cooperative online hit Warframe has reached nearly 50 million registered users online in its sixth anniversary, making 2018 its biggest year of growth to date. To celebrate the occasion, it's giving birthday gifts to all Tenno for free this Wednesday, March 27th, including a brand new exclusive Lesiate at the Landing Craft skin, last year's amazing Dex Excalibur skin, and all of its previous anniversary gifts. As mentioned before, PlayStation now is 12 uh, for 12 months is 60 bucks on Amazon. IGN has a headline called Get Borderlands 2 Game of the Year Edition for $8. Save on ton, tons more 2K games. There's a big 2K sale you can go over to IGN to read about. Uh, meanwhile, it's the 25th year of the Elder Scrolls. They have a bunch of goodies for you. The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind. You can log in or sign up on Bethesda.net to redeem a free PC copy of Morrowind with the code tes 25th Morrowind uh, Act Fast this offer is only available through March uh, only available today, March 25th. Uh, meanwhile, The Elder Scrolls Online, you can begin the Season of Dragon and Unleash Wing Terror upon the Land of Cat in the S World Prologue, uh, available today for all players for free. Don't have the game? The Elder Scrolls Online will also be free to play March 28th through April 3rd.
1: I've got another new date potentially announcement breaking sure. news. Go thing? for it. <laughs> um, so over at hollywoodreporter.com um, they have Lord of the Rings Gollum a video game in the works from German studio Dedalic. Oh so my God.
0: fucking Andy's gonna be all over this. The action adventure game
1: will follow the years of the popular J.R.R. Tolkien character after he acquired the One Ring, but before the events of the novels and the films. They announced the. Game today in quote from Carson Fichtelman, the CEO and co-founder says, you already have that big conflict in the character two voices talking to continuously, which means there is a good reason there are decisions to make in the game, the Smeagol decisions or the Gollum decisions. Oh, interesting. Um, let me just scroll down here for some more of the details. They've partnered with Middle Earth Enterprises to develop and publish the new game, which is slated for a release in 2021 on PC and all relevant console platforms at that time. <laughs> um, that sounds like PS5 and whatever's next for Xbox. That's
0: funny. <laughs> well, listen, whatever, wherever we're at, when it comes around, it'll be there. Don't worry about yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Well, this is exciting. Yeah, hey. No, it's not. And its, and it's planned release date col- coincides with Amazon's planned premiere for the one billion dollar Lord of the Rings television series that's currently in production.
0: Earth. They're making a Lord of the Rings yeah. television this is show too. <laughs> Clerks the animated series can't get a second season, but they can make a <laughs> fucking Lord of the Rings. T- Hello, oh, cheese. Bullshit,
2: dude.
0: Uh, meanwhile, too, your wrongs uh talking about the Apple uh Arcade thing, no uh price has been announced. They're going to do that closer to the fall 2019 uh, release date. However, it is that you can play all the games you have offline, so it's not like you have to be connected. Um, and then one more, there's still a whole bunch more of Elder Scrolls like deals. the
1: best news ever play offline yes because I play my iPhone games on the phone yeah, or on, on the plane,
0: plane. Uh, one more that uh, I think that stands out you can play the Elder Scrolls online for free starting Thursday March 28th through Wednesday April 3rd with an Xbox live gold membership on your Xbox one I would imagine that's going to be on PlayStation 2 but they hadn't said that so I don't have an official confirmation for you uh, let's do a reader mail uh, Bryce wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games it says how incredible is the division 2 I know it's early, but would anyone consider this a legit contender for game of the year, or at least ongoing game of the year? Parentheses in the future, of course. Andrea, you've been playing a lot. I've been playing a lot. Kevin's been playing a lot.
1: Up to world tier two now.
0: That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. Very
1: exciting.
0: Yeah, I got. I'm gonna get home tonight, and I gotta crank out the last. uh, I gotta crank out the world tier two uh, stronghold, and then I'll move on to three. I'm on France heels. I gotta get down
1: to do that. Let's do it
0: you have the two things before it unlocked or whatever?
1: Um, so I did Potomac event center okay. and then there's I one, think more, one yeah, yeah, yeah. more. I can
0: do that with you if you want to run it and yeah. then we get done. All right, cool. Yeah. But yeah, this, uh, the plan is let's fucking get to world tier four boys. You know what I mean? Let's get out there. Let's crush it. Uh, where, where are you right now in terms of Game of the Year come March 25th, 2019?
1: I, as much fun as I'm having with this game, yeah. it's not Game of the Year material, in my opinion. Sure. Yeah. Um, And like we could obviously get into a much longer discussion about that. What will Game be, of the Year means to you? Yeah, we we'll, w- will it be nominated for Online Game of the Year? Probably. Will it be on, nominated for Ongoing Game of the Year, Games of Service? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they've done a lot of things incredibly right with this game. Uh, they've certainly learned from their mistakes with the first division and it's so much fun to play. Um, they really did bring the loot to the loot shooter oh, yeah. almost too much so. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I'm constantly now just in my menus deleting stuff and I'm like, either make my inventory bigger or maybe drop a little less loot. So, yeah. um, but it's it's fun. It's it's a good time.
0: I'd say right now, because like mine's a sliding scale, right? Right now, this is my game of the year, but mm-hmm. I fully intend for that to get bumped off. I mean, it's going to be my top 10 for sure. Yeah. But I think like, if I was, you know what, Resident Evil 2 would be in there too. I
1: Resident I, Evil 2 is absolutely in contention. For I, sure. J-
0: I enjoy this game more than Resident Evil 2, I think, just because I'm so into this game or whatever. But I'm not going to sit there and ignore the fact that like, there's no story. Like, right, I'm just, I'm playing this game because I love playing the game, which is great because right. the game plays king and everything else, but you know, and, I love playing with my friends and, and I love doing stuff. And it still has
1: plenty of technical problems, and to sure, me, of the course, the sound was going on again
0: last night. I, yeah, still my the,
1: textures pop in and out yep, consistently yep, 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 yep. over time of play. I yeah. still get booted quite often. Like, there's still some things that they need to work on. Yeah. I mean, like we say on the show all the time, every live service game has these issues, yeah. but to me, like a, a game of the year has a level of polish that you know we haven't quite seen yet in the division two
0: yeah uh yeah so i in i'm fully intending it to get bumped off by whatever comes down the pipe you know what i mean i know a lot of people uh Sekiro already they're thinking this better and i know i'm not pronouncing it right but i apologize Sekiro. But, Sekiro. they're saying they enjoy that obviously and have a great time i, I started it and got through the tutorial and jen was like cool oh this is, um, and i was like jen wanted me to play because she wanted to watch yeah. and i looked over and she's on her phone i'm like Are you even watching this She's like, no, you can play The Division if you want. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> ran back The Division. She like, her, her, the ongoing joke in her house about The Division too is she's just sitting next to me and then whenever there's a moment of silence, she goes,
2: because
0: <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> all she hears is me fucking <laughs> shooting gun, it. The, the gunfire. Assault rifle nonstop.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what a game. What a fucking game, Kevin. It's
1: good. It's good.
0: Uh, Time to squad up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. Everybody has fun together. Today, Will Adams needs help. I-R-L. You can find Will at Jester19 on Twitter. Hey, KFGD crew. I'm going to the New York meet and greet and would like to have some kind of best friends meet up before the event starts. Never been to a meet and greet and would love, would like my first time to be awesome time with the best friends before, during, and maybe after. Uh, I'm going to be on Long Island with some family I have there. So if any best friend would like to do something before the meet and greet, maybe also after as well, hit me up on the old Twitter at Jester19. Thanks and can't wait to meet everybody. P.S. East Coast, Beast Coast, baby. Kevin how do you feel about that yeah I thought so yeah Kevin's, Kevin's got a chip on his shoulder but I mean oh,
1: that's sure. okay they can be east coast beast coast but we're still west coast best coast
0: sure yeah, 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 right? yeah. That's right, right. that's
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. all right good job Kev. uh <laughs> Andrew, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe uh KFAF48K fuck says Greg doesn't have a friend in Philadelphia. That's the plot for Fresh Prince. That is <laughs> that is correct. That is what it was. Over there. Lord of Pwns says Overwatch League is expanding to home arenas for the team starting in 2020. And then we had some Apple stuff that I already talked about. So yeah.
1: And Brandon, I know that there are perks that you can unlock that allow you to carry more items. Trust me, as soon as I got to level 30, I maxed that out to 100 items. Yeah. Still not enough.
0: Exactly. Not yeah. enough space? I knew what you meant. That's why I wasn't going to bother. Even bother bringing that up, Brandon, you're wrong because you're not wrong. He was just trying to clarify things. He was trying to mansplain. It's not right.
1: Did you see this assassin's Creed thing?
0: Yeah, but again, the, That's the, not neat, there's, though, rules. Right? there's rules. There's rules, you're wrong. What did we get wrong? I can't be stopping the show every 5 seconds cuz some some developer just farted, you know, and I was like, "Oh, hey," <laughs> Fucking Steve Gainer farted, everybody. That's a fucking tweet. Put in the news.
2: Why is it always
0: Steve? Because he's flatulent. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week on a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Watch it live. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Watch it later. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Roosterteeth.com and podcast services around. The globe housekeeping. That's the beginning of the show. The end of the show <laughs> is who's hosting. Uh, Tuesday it's going to be me and Ben Runnings. Wednesday it's Tim and Gary Witta. Thursday it's Tim and Fran. Friday it is Fran and Imran Khan. We're excited. Andrea, goodbye again.
1: Goodbye. It was good. Nice.
0: It was nice having you for a little bit. <laughs> we'll see you later. I guess
1: I'll be back next week and okay. I'll have lots of cool stuff to talk about from both GDC and PAX. Also, awesome. um, not only will KFGD be busy, but gamescast next week will be you. choice.
0: Choice. All right. Good be a long one until next time ladies and gentlemen it's been our pleasure to serve you